Leeds, 83. No more leads. Leads out. We can't do another leads out. It has to be. I want leads out. Do you want to see us relegated? Nah. But get better. We can't get better. We have shit players and shit coach. Yeah, we'll get to it. We're going to get relegated. We'll get to it. Welcome back for another week of the Night Shift Football Podcast. We're here at Ridiculous O'Clock on a Tuesday night to smash out episode 83 in a week where another coach bit the dust in the English top flight. That big fella snagged another couple for Man City and VAR was introduced to Scottish football. Once again, Tommy's on the other end of the line. Here we are. Let's go through it. How you doing, man? Let's do it. Let's rattle it out. Let's um let's not let's not dwell too much on the weekend's results and where everyone's sitting in the table. Straight into it, you reckon? Yep, yep. No, no pre-talk, no foreplay. Fuck it. Just go in raw. Good. Let's do it. Well, the Scousers are going to love this one because we'll start, as always, chronologically with the English top flight. Forest one, Liverpool nil, Saturday night. Gee whiz. Did you catch this one? I didn't, but the result fucking caught my attention. How? Absolutely. In what world? I don't understand anything anymore. It's uh, It got me by surprise. Uh, you love to see it though, don't you? Does this mean that Nottingham Forest realistically could beat Man City? Uh, I'll leave that with you. Just say yes. No, I don't want to say yes. (laughs) I don't want to say yes. Um, It's it's boiling down to Liverpool's away form now, isn't it? Because I I saw a thing where there's five away games that they failed to take maximum points in. And they're, yeah, they're just, they're they're so vulnerable at the moment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to, Think of which angle to look at this. Um, disastrous result for Liverpool, I think, but I think... It's fucking horrible. Forrest the bottom. Massive, massive three points for Forrest, though. All of a sudden, they're level on points with the two other sides in the relegation zone, Leeds and Wolves at the uh-huh. moment, who we'll uh-huh. get to them. We'll get to them later, but only two points off Leicester now as well. So they're only two points away from safety all of a sudden, Forrest, after an absolutely disastrous start. Disastrous result-wise, but I always thought they were playing uh, like a brand of football or they had the kind of mentality that you would want to see in a promoted side. Yeah, I agree. I think we both said that one here. We agreed with each other on that. It was just mm. the amount of goals that were leaking though and then not really scoring at the other end. And well, well, This is what makes this such a massive result because in in what reality did you ever predict that Forrest would hold Liverpool to nil and, and win by a single goal? Um, it's... Uh, is it is it the sign of the Premier League being brilliant or potentially, this is the angle I thought it was, maybe Liverpool are just really mid. Like, did you see the lineup that they employed in this? You look at the midfield and defensively and you think, how is this a team that is ever going to challenge for the Premier League title? Yeah, they're still, I think they're still pretty rattled with injuries, aren't they? They are at this point, yes, but... This this is the thing. I don't really excuse the big teams with injuries because they should no. have the capacity to fulfill youth players in these positions. And so you see the youth players they bring in, and it's like Harvey Elliott, much lauded. You know, the injury obviously set him back a little bit. Injury? He was killed <laughs> in a tragic footballing accident at Ellen Road. Don't you remember? Oh, my God. How can I not remember? I'm going to compare every single challenge this weekend to the Pascal Strike red card. <laughs> Against Liverpool. Uh, Curtis Jones. Okay, play some good games, play some bad games, fine. 
clearly not good enough to will his team to win in midfield against Nottingham Forest at the moment. Fabinho did his job, but isn't the guy that's going to create or, you know, change the game on his own boot. Uh, Cavalio subbed, good player. Again, another one that needs someone in the midfield next to him, leading him forward so he can perform properly. You got Milner at right back. Joe Gomez, who had a really good game against City and then again showed maybe his his foibles at centre-back in this game. Uh, just, the Liverpool just don't, they don't scream out to me top four side even at the moment. You've gone pretty hard there on the youngsters. Yeah, I don't see them as a top four side at the moment, um, especially if they keep putting that side out on paper. Um, in need of some names to come back. I don't mind Jimmy Milnes at right, but I've soft spot Jimmy Milnes. He's still going strong. He'll do your job. He can at least still defend, whereas Trent can't. And I think that's been an issue. So Jimmy Milnes should just give it up and play central midfield for one of the lower half teams. Like it's he's he's a good he's a great footballer. He's a good fullback. He's not going to give Liverpool success. No, not anymore, I don't think. Um, and I don't want to write him off. I love him, obviously, but... Yeah. Um, their window, I don't know, their window of uh, success seems to have dimmed pretty quickly all of a sudden. I wouldn't want to be ruling them out in Europe, though. And obviously, there's still knockout cups to come, but um, Europe, they'll still have their eyes on and they seem to go well there no matter how they're doing in the league. Although the last few years, they've always been doing well in the league. Um, not so well at the moment, but... Um, I don't know. It's scary to rule them out. You just don't know if they could flick the switch. And yeah, I don't know. Look, they, did, they did beat City, so you know. I'm I'm an idiot. Even as an idiot speaks, I don't want to rule them out. But I'm just saying, <laughs> when you look at sides like City, Arsenal, even Spurs potentially, Chelsea, oh, I'd, I'd wager them not making top four easily. Yeah, they don't moment, really yeah. compete with these guys at the minute. And yeah. yeah, when they get their players back, maybe they can go on a run and you know win ten games in a row and make it. But at the moment, it just doesn't inspire any confidence. Um, yeah. Did you see that the forest keeper and goal made a couple of crucial saves in the second half? Yeah, he did. Do Dean you know Henderson. why? Dean Henderson. Yeah. yeah. Man United reject. Do, do you know why I think? Reject. Why? Tell me the why. Cap. It's the hat. I think any time a goalkeeper puts a hat on, automatically ascends to elite level. I'm not sure I buy into that. Uh, I've never saw... Uh, Robbie, Robbie Bayich, Daniel Beltrami. Which one wore the cap? Beltrami definitely wore the cap. I'm not sure they ever rose to elite level. You're discounting the Beltrami Newcastle Jets uh, under lights penalty shootout save to get us into the grand final. Uh, okay, cl- okay, sure. It was nighttime. He didn't need the hat. But was it? It was he- like four in the afternoon, but... I think when the game started. You, you twist the, it however you like, man. By the time it reaches penalty shootouts, we're under lights, baby. Uh, nah, we, we'll have words over that later. You're oh, wrong. here we go. We'll have words over that later. We'll travel uh, into the Red Edition if you want to keep up. Yeah, Red Edition later on. We'll talk about Adelaide United and Heroes joke of a red card. We'll get into that. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Tune in. Look out for the red logo, Red Edition. Um, you got anything else on Forest Liverpool? I guess we'll just... I just I, I loved I loved the reaction to the crowd and it's it's very similar to when Leeds beat Chelsea. I, these are the games that when you get promoted to the Premier League you really look forward to. And so if you're a yeah. Forest fan and for everyone in the stadium, it was so good to see. It was yeah. so good to hear. That's what you want. Of course, you brought it back to Leeds. Well done. Um, yeah, Forest. I love those scenes. Final whistle mayhem. Um, 
also loved that the goal was very much, I don't know, it's the sort of goal you're really <laughs> lucky to go your way when you're down the bottom and you really need one. And for Liverpool, it's just like typical that that like the luck just doesn't go their way. And then they had those opportunities. Like Van Dyke, what the hell was Van Dyke doing? He thought he was offside, right? I think he was trying to square it. Why didn't he just score? Oh, just score. Just put it away then. Just put the ball in the net. Oh, my God. So far wide of the post and so far wide of any attacking player in the box. What? Yeah. All right. Bonkers. We'll move on, though. Um, and what we're going to do now is I've, I've, I've made this a bit of a thing after last yeah. week. What I'm going to do is uh, whoever wins the highest, whoever gets the highest points for the round in fantasy football, I'm going to wait till after we hang shit on their team to shout them out. And so this week, it's uh, our loyal listener, Steve Hughes. Hughes's Heroes, I believe, was the top score. I got it wrong last week, remember, and I had to keep scrolling through. Uh, but this week, I'm pretty sure I've got it right. Hughes's Heroes, Steve Hughes, 74 points this week. Uh, the only one that I can see that got into the 70s. That you can so, see. So it's not confirmed. No, uh, my eyesight's horrible. We can't take your vision but- for and there was there's integrity issues after last week's shout out. I got it wrong, and then, be and then in front fixed of the it. Yeah, but no, um, we can lock that one in. Seventy four points this week. Here's his heroes. Well That's- done, man. Um, unlucky about Liverpool though; they're shocking at the moment, and I know that kills you. Uh, City Brighton. You got anything on this one? We'll just whiz through. Uh, Harland freak. City decent. Uh, Brighton still can't get a win under the new manager. Trouble potentially. Trouble? <laughs> oh, we'll leave it there. We'll leave that hanging. Okay. Yeah. Tell we'll us what you think. Yeah. yeah. Leave that one hanging. Uh, Everton Palace. Everton 3, Palace nil. Well, what the fuck? In what world does Everton yeah. Palace 3 nil? This was my multi-killer this week. All I needed was Palace to win the second half, and they, they couldn't even we score a goal, it. man. Um, They've just gone on a little bit of a run here now, Everton, haven't they? We said that previously. They, they, they're, well, they're, they're up to 12. Teams. They're a fits and spurts team. So they'll get results in, in a three or four match period. Then they won't get results in a three or four match period. Then they'll bounce back. Yeah. Almost irrespective of who they're playing as well. It's kind of just whatever the vibe is in the change room at the time. The whole one, um, we're still at that point of the season where the uh, the points tallies are real tight. Like West Ham in 10th are on 14. And the safety is like 11 at the moment. Relegation the three relegation teams are on nine. So it's still, you know, it's like six points. A lot of those teams are, you know, pretty tight and close around there. So you could argue West Ham are not that massive. I'm not arguing they are. If that's your barometer though, I mean, maybe West Ham should be that low. My barometer for what? Your barometer for what safety and, and, you know, middle range of the Premier League is. I'm telling you that, I'm telling you the table's tight. Maybe you should be measuring against Fulham who are clear. I'm telling you the table is tight. That's it what I'm be, saying. I'm saying West Ham tight. are still in danger. It may be tight, but it may be tight full of just really bang average teams. Maybe they all deserve to go down is what I'm saying. Okay. It just sounded like you wanted to argue with me. Why would I want to do that? Yeah, I'm just trying to have a constructive chat with you. Well, you <laughs> did. recording that people listen to. You did start with a yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> And that is that's the universal uh excuse me. You I have a wanted, thing to say. You just wanted to take cheap shots at West Ham 
because they won this week and Leeds is still crap and you wanted to take pot shots. You didn't answer, which means... I have no comments. Move along, Sam. Move along. Yeah, let's move on. I don't know what happened with Everton Palace. That's a that's a weird one. But we all saw this one. Chelsea Man United, uh, probably the game of the week, I think, maybe. Or game and of the round. Before we watched it? Uh, before we watched it. Yeah. It was looking like it was going to be the game of the round. Always does on paper. I always think Chelsea Man United is going to be good. And it's never good. It's a trap. It's never a good. Trap. It was 3 a.m. Oh, second half. Kicked off just after 4 a.m. in God's country in Adelaide. And... um. I was like, just I don't know. I'm up watching it, thinking what the what the hell is wrong with everyone? For Why some we reason, this? we we were all up. It just it didn't make any sense to me. Um, and it's it's it was one of those fixtures where you were like, huh, it was 85 minutes of like 22 men fucking around on a football pitch before a match broke out. Yeah, a proper night shift grind. It really was, and I felt like we, you know, we owe it to our listeners to explain how bad this game was that we had to endure at ungodly hours. I don't know. I I asked, I put the question to you, was it like, are both these teams actually decent and we're just cancelling each other out or do they both just suck? And then, because they both have had patches recently where I thought they were going to, Chelsea especially, been on the up a bit, but Man United seem to be lifting when they play better sides and they mm. struggle against shit like ammonia. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Here we are. It was a one-all draw in the end. Casemiro scored a late equaliser and belted the badge and celebrated like it was a Champions League victory. So uh, let them have it, I guess. But gee whiz, this was shocking. <laughs> Man United probably should have won. You reckon Man United should have won? I yeah. think Man United should have won on the balance of chances. That I, I gotta, I got to tell you, man, I'm done. I don't know how anyone can still be on board with Rashford being a top footballer. No, definitely not. He's not. We we said this last week about the England striker call up. There's no way he can go to the World Cup. He is. He's got the ability, like ability to find the space and get the chances. His composure and his finishing ability is absolutely gross. He's a better politician than he is striker. That's I think that's really clear to everyone right now. Yeah. In front of goal, you can't rely on him to finish chances. And we saw that last week. We've seen it again this week. It's, it, you know, it's an interesting predicament United find themselves in now because they obviously had Ronaldo who has ejected himself from the club. And so it was Ten Hag. He's like, fuck you then. No worries. Rashford can't score Go a goal. It. Martial, who I like, and I thought he had a good preseason. Um, hit like his, I guess it's just his fitness concerns at the moment that cannot see him run out, you know, five games in a row. So we can't rely upon him scoring goals. And so United find themselves in a position where they don't actually have a striker they can rely upon. Yeah, they definitely don't. Uh, they've struggled in that department for years now, I think. Do you reckon it was that, since uh, RVP left? Uh, is it that long? It might be. It might be that long. Tell you what, like, what have they been through? They've been through Cavani. Mm-hmm. Who was good. Don't get me wrong. Cavani scored yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm I'm struggling to think of who else. No one really jumps out at me. Um, Did Ibra come back for a little bit? Yeah, I think there was just a lot of hope put on Rashford being the guy that Which he would have. He still could be, but he would have stepped up by now. But like, he doesn't scream I, out. I just don't like see it. Man United. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Martial is a better 
better strike, I think. He's only 24 still, Rashford, but like, uh, it was just, I, th- I think everyone thought he was going to be a lot further along than he is right now. Mm. Speaking of players that should be further along than they are right now, um, you and I got questioned over our Ruben Loftus G comments a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Um, and since then, I, I thought I'd take a concerted effort to have a look at this guy. And, <laughs> you know, maybe we had brushed over potentially the next big thing in English football. Mm. Um, I'm confident in my decision. You know what? i got to say, go. I think I'm coming around. You watched one game and you're coming around? No, I've watched the last couple of games and I thought he was adequate yeah. in these games, particularly though against Man United. Adequate. Yep, but in this game, had the highest pass accuracy of any of the Chelsea midfielders. Mm. No Chelsea player had more shots. Mm. Or did they make more interceptions or were more fouled than this guy was? And which leads me to think he wins the ball, he's hard to dispossess, and he's you know clearly a threat from set pieces, which we saw in the game. I, you know, Jonathan Wilson loves him. And so if Jonathan Wilson thinks he's... <laughs> oh, no, now I, I get it. I think I'm on board. I think now I'm on I board. get it. Jonathan Wilson likes him, so you like him. He's a good a judgment of footballing talents, Sam. And who am I to disagree with this guy? He gets paid to say what he says. Yeah, fair. Uh, maybe I could be wrong on that, but, uh, you know, I haven't seen it. Not the games I've watched, uh, not overly impressed. Uh, but... It might also come back to the fact that I'm not overly impressed with Jorginho as a Premier League footballer either. I think he gets walked around a bit easy, but um, maybe the the English game isn't suited to him all that much. I don't mean that as a G up for the English game where no. people are like, oh, yeah, the English game is just so much better. Uh, it's just a different style. As soon as you said it, I thought he would rip it up in Italy. He would be a brilliant holding midfielder in Italy right now. I signed him in my AC Milan save because I want him to play next to Tonali. There you go, because yeah. it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. Tonali box to box. Jorginho sits and holds. Oh, it's just perfect. Oh, oh, anyway. Um, there was one more thing I want to say on the game. There go was um, a Sky Sports pundit that said, because we're kind of so used to like the Man City-Liverpool rivalry in which they play open, expansive play, and it's kind of like basketball, it's end-to-end Anyone could score at any time. When you see a game like Chelsea Man United that is tight and tense and that it just looks like there's too many people in the midfield area and no one can get any ball, what this person was arguing was that it's a hark back to the early 2000s Premier League in which that there wasn't... Everyone was relying on one really brilliant passage of play or a defensive error in which to score a goal. And I thought about that. And, you know, this is the era of football that really got me into the Premier League. And I sometimes I think when we sit here and we, we criticise it and we're like, oh, these guys are paid a million dollars a year or a million dollars a week in some cases. They should, be, they should be performing as Liverpool and City do. Maybe we are kind of overlooking what a game like this can represent. Because it is a 90-minute game. And so, like, we talk shit and say 85 minutes was shit and then the last seven minutes were really good. Maybe you need to have those shit 85 minutes to get the really good seven minutes in a game like this. Mm. Doesn't make me feel any better about sitting through it at 4 a.m. <laughs> no, <Does it? laughs> no there's, there's obviously that aspect. Yeah. We shouldn't have been up anyway. So there's more on us, I think, than the quality well, of football that we watched. 
if we want to take our unpaid job seriously, then we're we need to do the hard <laughs> night shifts. That's what we're all about. Night shift for a reason. Aussie <laughs> kickoff times are deplorable sometimes, uh, especially when your team ends up in the Europa League and you play mostly Sunday nights. That's mm. the worst for work on a Monday. Oh my god. Anywho, that'll do. Chelsea Man United one all. Another pretty average fixture between those two. Next time, I'm not going to get up. Do you want to run us through? You got a quick quick wrap of the next few games for us. Quick wrap. Yeah, EPL quick wrap. Hard to say, but love to hear it. Uh, Leicester, Sam, two wins on the bounce. Suddenly looking far more positive. Uh, Yuri Tielemans bringing a smile to every face inside the King Power. What a strike that was. Good man. Good player. Big super line. Oh, I love it. Leicester are back. Two wins in a row. I mean, brings him out of the bottom, bottom three at the very least. But like you said, it's very tight down there. So... Yep. It's not quite over for them, but definitely maybe brings credence to not sacking Rogers. Yeah, I think we both agreed on that anyway. We weren't going to go with the sacking Rogers. So, yeah. Um, Vardy becomes the first player to score 100 Premier League goals after turning 30. And all it made me think was, it's not too late for you and I, man. It's not too late. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> What are you about to go collect on Friday night? Oh, I don't know. Carry on. <laughs> Wednesday night. The next this is one. meant to be a quick wrap, man. Where's the quickness? The quickness. Conte calls for money, time, and patience as slur, uh, slurs as Spurs slip up to a top four Newcastle. Uh, time and patience, I would argue, are the same thing. Money. What more money do you want, Conte? You have fucking good footballers play a decent brand of football, dude. Yep. Let them do the job. You've still got Son and Kane there. Use them. You've got Basuma, who you can just whack in the center of midfield, let the two creative midfielders roll. The wingers can do whatever they want. You've got a good back four. Bonkers. Uh, Paranoid coach who's scared his team can't defend. Exactly. And, yeah, just talking shit in the media. Um, Did you see the game? Did you see the foul, with all the potential foul on Lloris by Callum Wilson for the first goal? Uh, Saw it and, yeah, I wasn't wasn't really sure, to be honest. Yeah, I fell in that category too. Yeah. It's... Interesting one. I think maybe Loris is more penalised because he's outside of his box. And I it's think so too. What are you doing there? So yeah. it doesn't really matter if you lose a physical challenge because you shouldn't really be out there anyway. But yeah. Good finish. Good finish. I'll take the goal. No worries. Um, moving on. Textbook. Xhaka goal isn't enough for a now three-game unbeaten Southampton. Love to see Xhaka scoring. Hate to see Arsenal slipping up uh, away to Southampton. Yeah, agree. <laughs> Got anything else? Not really. Okay. Just, it was um, another result that I was like, eh, what the hell happened there? Yeah, no, it was just uh, the Sunday night fixtures have gotten tough recently. Staying up. I tried to stay up last week and I suffered for it with that um, the communications incident delaying the game. So mm-hmm. this week, this week I was just knackered Sunday night. I was like, no, nah, don't even worry about it. And then, uh, yeah, disappointed when I watched the mini the next day. Arsenal probably should have won that comfortably um i think i actually said to you on the pod last week after the leeds game i said that arsenal will play a lot better than they did against leeds and lose at some point this season and it was the very next week yeah they were they were very good in this game just didn't put enough chances away and were made uh made to pay for it they were punished all right cool thanks for that uh not so quick wrap but wrapped nonetheless it was a wrap it was a wrap of sorts <laughs> Uh, let's go to your boys. Leeds two, Fulham three. Oh my god, you guys 
are in deep shit. Shut up. Shut up. So I've concocted a better ways to spend two hours than watching Leeds. <laughs> uh, okay. This is just a small list that I've compiled. You can take a well, uh, much and well-deserved nap. Ah, yes. So much better than putting your body through the, in, you know, the enragement that you feel watching Leeds. Uh, you, can, you can run a bath, run a bath. Put some put some bath bombs in there. Light some candles. Two hours. Yep. Put some Kenny G on. It's all good. Yeah, for two hours. Fuck it. As in, yeah. run the bath for two hours, or like run the bath, stop it, get in it. Like that whole process, two hours. You're not going to run the bath for two hours because you could run fly. the bath for two hours without the plug in. Okay. Because I don't give a fuck about yeah. the water. Bill. Yeah, My landlord right. pays that. Yeah, screw the environment, eh? Nah. Carry on. Give a shit. Uh, you could practice meditation. You could. You know, I feel like it would be a much more wholesome holistic activity. I feel like that would be very beneficial for you after a Leeds game. Yeah, probably before and while it was on, just so I didn't have to watch it. Yeah, okay. And just see the results. Very good. Uh, the last thing I have is create a list of all the things you like about yourself because that's all I have left after watching Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> we were terrible. Yeah, I mean, you scored two goals this week. We scored two goals at two portions of the game where it didn't matter that we scored because Fulham scored the three goals in the period of the game that mattered. I mean, scoring 20 minutes in to go 1-0 up does matter. But we do that all the time. That's all we do. We play for 20 minutes and then we lose. Yeah, I guess so. And then you've scabbed one late, but uh, Fulham just doing what they've been doing. They're just snagging results. They're keeping on, keeping on. They're above Liverpool. They're sitting seventh. It's it's a big improvement on what you and I may have predicted. Uh, Mitrovic, what like come on, hello, we have the big centre forwards in England this season. We have Haaland, we have Mitrovic, we have Arvin Tony. Danny Ings yeah. is scoring goals for Villa now. Like how good they're here, they're back. Everything that we wanted, but uh, for some reason they seem to be punishing Leeds more than anybody else. Yeah, in saying that, Mitro's second top scorer this season. So that's what a huge return for a guy that was much derided said that he would not score more than two that he did in the previous season. Massive turnaround, man. Yeah, I think I said he would struggle to score again this year and proved me wrong. What do I know? Um, I think he proved everyone wrong. Everyone had a similar opinion. This is probably more a note on how much attention I've paid to Fulham this season, but I only just noticed on the weekend that William plays for them. You know what? Uh, that was one of my notes. Is <laughs> How long when has he was, been there? When was Willie in a Fulham? Has he been playing all season? Was <laughs> We don't watch Fulham, so I mean... He definitely you know. played the previous week because they asked him in an interview, when's the goal coming? And he said, <laughs> next week. And then he scored. <laughs> He's been playing all year and we didn't notice that Willian had been playing uh, for Fulham. There you go. Maybe we're, that. We're so good at this. You know what? I wasn't overly impressed with him either. And I'd still even his nah, goal... He's, not, he's, old and, he's old and not great. Um, it does well what, against I, league. I can't remember if I actually said this to you or said it on the pod or if I was just thinking it, but I had a thought. I was looking at the table and thinking, on paper, um, if either of Lee, uh, if either of Leicester and or Wolves were to get their shit half together, Leeds are in huge strife. Uh, looking at the squads on paper as well, like Leicester, I think uh, have a stronger squad than. Wolves and Leeds. I think Wolves maybe have a stronger squad too, maybe not. Um, but Leicester look like they've got the shit together. And I, I think that just that's if Forest keep going as well, you know, you're now equal bottom. 
there's they're in strife. Leeds are in it's, big strife. It's nail in the coffin. I don't want to overdo it because I know there's some Leeds fans that listen to this and you can fall into two camps in the Leeds category. You're either the very half glass full optimistic, we can get out of this like we did the previous season, or you're very much the bring Bielsa back. Marshall's know what he's doing, sack the ball, couple <laughs> of this. Yeah. I'm I sit more so in that camp, not completely. But we look like the worst team in the Premier League. Yeah, Leeds, you do. And look, I've got a couple of stats. Leeds have fewer points taken at this point of the season, nine compared to the last season, 11. The current points haul is the fewest at this time since 2003, 2004, which is an ominous sign because that was the season we went down. Yeah. It feels very familiar. I uh, I just watched them and I struggled to see. I can't see them going up against sides where they grind out draws um, or like, you know, scab some points against bigger sides. I can't see that happening, but I just, I can see them just getting walked over by lower sides as well. Then they play good passages like that. Some really good passages against Arsenal, um, but they just seem few and far between. Um, and they are looking at their squad on paper as well. I'm not sure how much other quality they have there that they can rely on to, to keep them up at the moment. Yeah, this is the problem. This is our supposedly our easy run. So we've played Fulham, we've played Leicester, we've played Villa and Everton and Southampton. These are all bottom half teams and we're still in the bottom three. And so we still have, you know, City to come, Liverpool to come, yeah, Man United, you know, et cetera, Tottenham. It's just big trouble. Big, 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 big trouble. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know Saki Marsh would fix it. Because who are we going to bring in? Unless I'm not sure it would either, it, unless it was like a one of the old bring in um, those guys that come up just to keep teams alive. Oh, Sam Allardyce, that'd be great. Yeah, go on, you wouldn't do it. Um, I would stop supporting Leeds if we appointed Sam Allardyce. On the note of how bad Leeds are, can we get your mate Aronson out of our fantasy team? You know what the problem is? Is that Aronson is the best player in a bad Leeds team every week. He does look good, but he does look the really team, good. yeah, just yeah. It's a shame that we dropped Rodrigo because he scored again. Um, but we can definitely get rid of Aronson. I just I wonder who we would bring in. Uh, we'll worry about the, it later. We'll worry about that off recorded? off recording. Guimaraes, we can bring him in. He'd be right. Yeah, sure. I don't know how much he costs. We'll do that off air. Don't worry about it. Uh, another one, Aston Villa, Brentford, 4-0 Villa. Oh, Well, boy. if uh, not, the biggest fuck you to a departing manager I've ever seen. Yeah. Eat it, Gerard. Eat it, Stephen. He's bitten the dust. Unai Emery's come in this week. It was just announced on the day of recording. Uh, Random? What do you uh, think? Uh, I think it's a great appointment. I think he's a really good coach. Good. Yeah, okay. I agree with that, but Random, why is he quitting where he is now? I don't I don't get it. Uh well he just, I guess he wants to crack at the Premier League again. But like he's in a good position now. This is the thing that like didn't he get Villarreal to a Europa League final? Yeah, he did, and now I think they're sitting mid table looking okay. Um struggling to back it up again. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't I'm not like, I'm not you know. He's got like he's got a good potential squad to work with. You've got, you know, in this game, especially Bailey, Dings, Watkins, all scored. Yeah. They've boy always Dings. had the potential to be, yeah, your boy Dings, love him. 
always had the potential to be a goal scoring threat. Do you think maybe this is like uh, playing without the shackles of that scouse tyrant is all that they needed to realize that they were good footballers? <laughs> I lost you lost me at scouse tyrant. <laughs> uh, maybe I think Gerard didn't know what he was doing with this these guys. He didn't know how to set them up. He didn't know how to get the best out of his players. Didn't know whether he wanted to fit all his central midfielders in or all his wingers at once. Couldn't find a balance. Didn't know who to leave out the team, which is yeah, very Gerard, yeah, which is a which is trouble. And uh, I don't know if it's very Gerard. I don't know what very Gerard is as a coach. But I, rela- I, I related back to him being in the England midfield, and they couldn't figure out how to play him, Lampard, and Scott. Oh, is that what you meant? Okay, yeah. And so he was kind of nudged out to right mid or left mid or something. Um, he was nudged out to right mid for Liverpool at one point too. Uh, I think it's just because he was good enough to play other positions at world-class level anyway. But um, not good enough to command that his position that he played. No. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's bringing the, the, the rest up. Like I can't remember who else was in that Liverpool centre mid, but uh, it was like... Did he hum on? But they couldn't play right mid as well as him. That's yeah, the thing, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, good on Villa. They're, hopefully, they can. Uh, I, I like this squad. I've enjoyed. I enjoyed watching them play a bit last year. They're a fun. They're a fun team with a lot of fun players, and yeah, they deserve to be better than they are. And so, hopefully, Unai can get them cracking a bit because there's a lot to work with there in that squad. I reckon. Yep, I agree. Deserves a bit of a stretch. I don't think they deserve anything. But Villa doubling their goal tally. Uh, in this four nil drubbing is very funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> what what could it have been? I, I read one pundit say that Gerard didn't know how to utilize the wider Villa Park pitch. Like apparently it's a bigger pitch than most, and he wanted That's... to play like a, a narrow four two three one, and it just didn't exercise the wingers properly. Like I don't, don't know, know. I don't is know how much cool? I buy that. The pitches are all pretty similar size. Like not they're not that different that it's like going to change like massively change the way that they play um i don't know he just the guy just didn't have it moving on where does he go from here do you have any idea do you think he gets another premier league gig is what i'm asking i would hope not yeah. and i don't say that because i don't like gerard like i mean i mean i'm not a, i'm neither a fan or not a fan of him i'm just pretty neutral on steven gerard obviously a great player but he hasn't looked a great coach at the moment. Um, finishing second in Scotland with Rangers is like, that's not winning. That's bad because you're expected to, you top two is minimum. But so he, he hasn't. Win it with, he did win it with them. Yeah. But then what? <laughs> now what's he done? He didn't, he didn't set anything up, clearly. No. He had Ball to beat a Neil, Lennon, a Neil Lennon Celtic side, which was. Shit house. And then he's gone to Villa, done nothing. Same as Lampard. Like, they just, I don't know, give these guys, earn your way up. There's coaches in lower divisions of football that are busting their ass, doing good things with teams. They don't get a crack because they didn't play for Liverpool. They didn't play for Chelsea. Funny you say that. Vincent Company at the moment for Burnley has only lost one game in 19 fixtures. Hmm. Looks very much a Premier League manager ready to go. No Sean Dyche throwing... Throwing cups at the tea lady anymore. Vincent Company. No Neil Warnock yelling at his players in the dressing room, telling them they're not fit to wear the shirt. 
Meanwhile, the shirt's a Sheffield United trip. <laughs> I'm just trying to look. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, no, nah, it's all good. We'll carry on. I just lost myself there. Um, <laughs> the last game of the week, we have West Ham, Bournemouth. West well, Ham to Bournemouth nil this morning. A, a few little VAR incidents we can talk about quickly. Interesting game. Um, I can't remember any of the goals, which I guess plays into the VAR drama. What uh, What did you think? I mean, the thing that I think immediately of this game is the challenge on Skamaka. How yeah. the fuck is that not a red card? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to go to first. The Jefferson Loma challenge on Skamaka. That is, that is horrendous. Tackling like that. I don't care if he hasn't properly made contact with it. That should be a red. He should be going for that. Yeah. It's like a foot high above the ball. It's it's, it's just below on, the knee. Yeah. It's almost on his knee. And you know what that dickhead ex-referee that does sky, you know, he, they get him on and they're like, what? Yeah. He's a moron. I can't stand What's him. What's his name? Dermot Gallagher, I think. Uh, it s- some idiot. He said that if Skamaka's leg was planted on the floor, it would have been a red card. And what was, does that matter? What do you mean? Yeah. Why the fuck would that influence it? That's what I mean. Referees are watching a different thing to everyone else. They're just, oh, that just pisses me off. Yeah. What an it's idiot. A, such a bullshit excuse. And it pissed Gary O'Neill off as well, my new favorite manager in the Premier League. He had a lot to say. He reckons Bournemouth have been on the receiving end of 10. 10 wrong VAR decisions, Ooh. including two in this game. Look, I, I, love, I love that kind of conspiracy talk from a lower league. Oh, you love that, don't you? From a lower team manager, I want to hear more of that because it definitely occurs. It didn't yeah. occur in this case because his team got away with it, but <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah, I don't know if they've had 10, but um, I know yeah, that. 10. I don't know if they've had 10, but they're definitely that one. The That tackle... I don't know, man. I'm that I'm angry about it. Yeah, well, this has to be. His, I want him to get like not just a straight red. Like it's got to be weeks as well. Like the tackle was long weeks. Favor. So that's the thing I don't understand about his comments because it was a born player who get it sent off, and you know we'll compare it to the red edition later. You see, Hiro Ibasuki getting sent off for shit that is nowhere near as bad as this, and this is yeah. a yellow card during the game. And Var look at it and they're like, "Yep, that's fine. No worries." I just like is. Does the, the guy same. have to stand there and get his legs snapped for it to be a red card? That's a lot of shit. That's what Dermot Gallagher says. He has to actually have his leg broken for it to be a red card. Because yeah. if it's planted, he's all fucked up. There's no way Skamaka plays for another week. So the other ones were there was the goal, um, which mm. was Sam's first goal, which I don't really see a huge problem with. I'm okay with that one, to be honest. I think, I think it's handball. Yeah. You reckon it is handball? I think it's definitely handball because he the irrespective of whether or not he has deliberately handballed it, I think it's advantaged the attacking team by him handling it. And so that should be handball on a VAR review. Mm, I'm not sold. I'm not as angry about it. I don't think it's that. I don't don't, think it's clear and obvious and like, I don't know. I'm happy to let it go. I don't think that's in the rules, but I would like to see that introduced in the rules. If we're going to have attacking handballs nullified, that kind of thing, it, his his hand has advantaged the goal. So it should be ruled out. Okay. And the second one, the penalty? Yeah, maybe. Look, I don't know. You you related it to the Gabrielle handball against Yeah. Them. Like, I just, it doesn't bother me either way, but mm. let's be consistent with it. I really, like, this was given a, this was given a pen. And then the one, like, I can be neutral on these things. Like, the one on, 
I'm baffled how the one on Gabriel against Liverpool the other week wasn't a penalty. Exactly. If uh, that, that penalty, yeah. Yeah, they both look penalties to me if they're yeah. Well, if you're giving one, they're both are or yep. they're both not. Like I don't Yeah, I just I thought they were under instruction to give both of those not penalties. And so I would rather them both not be pens personally. I would rather them both not be pens. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So it's definitely cruel on Bournemouth to give that a pen, but um his arm exists. It's got to be somewhere. I don't that's, know. It's that's just exactly it. But that's oh. the thing. You can call one attacking handball not a handball, and you can call that a handball defensively, and it just it doesn't add up. So you need to you need to find a middle ground somewhere where one is one or one is not. Yeah, fair. All right, that's all we got for the Premier League. I think just quickly before we wrap up, I reckon we'll just have a mention of Scotland because um, they brought VAR in on the weekend, and it played Yay. a role in the. Uh, Fucking yes. Yeah. I'm here to see VAR. People have been raving about it, saying they need it in Scotland, and Scottish refs are honking. I don't know how they're going to even possibly use VAR to make it any better anyway. How do they, um, how do they compare to A-League quickly? Uh, I think this. Oh, I think Scottish referees are better than the A-League. Okay. A-League the A-League is like, for ref- refereeing standard in the <laughs> A-League, I just it makes me ill and makes me want to vomit everywhere. Yeah. Like, Oh my god! Uh, but in Scotland, they brought it in, and it it played a role in one of. The, I can't recall the. There was a penalty for Hearts that was given on VAR, but I, yeah, I don't have any thoughts either way on it because I, I haven't seen that one. It's the one bit of the game I missed, and I haven't even bothered to go back and check it because Celtic ended up winning. Um, <laughs> but I did notice in the second half there was like a big flurry of goals and stuff, and some of the goals it looked like they were just using. They were using VAR to check goals just for the sake of using VAR because they had it there. Um, and most of the goals stood. There was a penalty retaken, um, which after like Celtic players were in the box, but so was a Hearts player, and the Hearts player ended up scoring on the rebound. So that had to be retaken, and they scored anyway. And it's just like, I don't know, I could have just done without that, and we could have just had them, could have had Hearts just score the penalty the first time. That's fine. Yep. Um, carry on. Let's go. They've already celebrated. And then mm-hmm. they come back and then they celebrate again because they've actually scored this time. It's just my point here is fuck VAR. Get rid of it. It's <laughs> pointless. It doesn't do its job anyway, as we'll see in the Night Shift Football Red Edition, which we'll also be releasing this week. This would be a good one to listen to, guys. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's that's all I got for this there week. You, you got anything else? There was a bit of chat about Napoli being the best team in Europe. We can say that for another week, I think. Oh, yeah. We'll put that in the... There's another round of Champions League coming up that will be some of it will be played by the time people hear this. So we'll put that in the in the rack for maybe an international break or something. We'll get there. All right. That'll do. Bye. That's good. See you guys.